everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Ten Laws Podcast with East Forest. I'm East Forest. Uh, as many of you know, Ram Das, my beloved teacher, most likely your beloved teacher, all of our teacher, died on December 22nd, 2019. Uh, I'm recording this on Monday the 23rd, so it's been about about 24 hours since I found out. And I had another podcast planned for today, but I, you know, I needed to speak to what's happening now. We need to be here now and, and, and just be here now. Yeah, it's obvious to say that Ramdas has been a major figure in my life, certainly a lot in the last year and a half, because, I mean, A, I've been talking about him all the time. And I've, I just saw him with Radha when we were in Maui a few weeks ago for the winter Ramdas retreat. Just saw him a few weeks ago. And uh, I think that made it a little more shocking when we learned that he had died. And I'm filled with so many different conflicting emotions at this moment. Like, I feel sadness, of course, and I miss him. I feel joy for him and relief that he has passed to a different plane of consciousness and that hopefully he's with Baba and he's with Maharaji. I feel feelings about my own death and death in general. I feel more than anything like an intensity of gratitude. And it's almost like, you know, I've been wrapped up in what this process of supporting his work has been like for the last year. And I've been very focused on doing the best that I can do, you know, to, to do that, like do the best we can do that. Um, there's been less energy given to just experiencing it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been plenty of that where we're just like, wow, how did this happen? Or look at this going on right now. But a lot of the energy was going towards making sure um, I was working effectively and being smart. And so when I learned he had crossed over, it did hit me afterwards, you know, it took a few minutes. And then I was just like overwhelmed by this sense of enormity of what he means to me and what he's done for me in my life and how small that was in his life. And then showing me how much he has affected so many people's lives, millions of people's lives, probably just as profoundly as mine, if, if not more so. Whether they met him or not, whether they had that darshan, in a lot of ways, isn't really the, the key factor. So I just wanted to take a moment just to reflect on what this man has meant to me and connect the dots really for my own sake as a way of processing and just tell you what's been going on the last 24 hours. And and then what I want to do is, uh, so when we, when we were in Maui, I, I was had the pleasure to play a concert, a ceremony concert, and I want to include some or all of that audio for you at the end of this. You can hear 
what it was because it was it was really really beautiful experience. Uh, I I mean like the effect and the ways it created. First off, the retreat is four or five days and. I think it starts around a Wednesday, Thursday, and I played on Saturday. So by that time, people are pretty juiced up in the bhakti. You know, they've been doing kirtan with Krishna Das every single night and, and being around the Sangha and Ram Das, the community, the ocean, the sun. So they've pretty much dropped in. And I got to play on Saturday, and I'd also played there before at the spring retreat. So at least I had a little bit of a sense of what to expect as far as the people and the energy. And I really wanted to drop in this time a little you know, deeper and push the edges of my own vulnerability to just be in the space that I actually feel comfortable in, but in that space, like a space that I feel insignificant in the sense of this is, you know, I'm the new guy in a way, or I'm, I'm, I'm not a, you know, lifelong Buddhist, or I, I don't understand Hindu philosophy. I have no PhD in this. I, I'm kind of felt like I'm coming from the outside and I was sort of presenting a, a new idea with this, this music that I've been doing. And I, I don't know if this, the old Vanguard and these folks who are sort of the hardcore, deep community of Ramdas will accept that. And I thought I just wanted to go for it. And I said, let's have a deeper experience together and really feel what it feels like to embody this music as a felt experience and use it as a tool. And so we did the, we did the ceremony. We did the ceremony where we open it by connecting with our bodies and our hearts and the land and dropping in and deciding why we're there, inviting in something larger than ourselves and I began to play and we got into that space and um, it was so beautiful. And I don't, you know, talking to people afterwards, it's, um, it just blows me away to hear like, you know, what, what, what uh, experiences folks are having. And I just see that I'm, I'm just like everybody else having my experience. And there's all these, this bigger universal uh, tree, the trunk of this tree that we're all branches and leaves on that's moving through it all. And uh, so I'll share that, or at least some of that. I honestly haven't even listened to it. So I'm going to put it at the end of this and do my best to sweeten it up for you. Ram Dass... Look, for, for some of you might be casual listeners to this podcast, and some of you might have heard a lot of them, or maybe even some of my talking about the album over the last 18 months on other podcasts, because I've done a lot of that. And I've done a lot of talking about how it happened and what it was like. and um, It has new meaning now for me. And I would I, be lying if I didn't say it was ridiculous strangely crazy profound that like the solstice just happened in my mind. Like when I was at the retreat, I was also thinking about how it's sort of like the project is coming to a close at the end of the year. Like there's a very intentional process, at least on my part to say, like, let's, let's, let's sort of put a bookend on this by December 31st and, and offer it for what it is at that point. And I had a lot of grief about that, just sadness, something ending. But then he dies. And it's just become, the profundity of it becomes even more so. And 
I just start thinking about what this guy has meant to me and what he's given to me through such simple acts. The acts that he gave me were ones of uh, vulnerability and courage to say yes to me, to say, I don't know who you are, but yes, I'm going to work with you and I'm going to give you time. And he gave all of himself to me when we worked together doing the actual recordings, fully present, fully there. I mean, that's the kind of gift that I want to be able to give other people all the time, all people. Like when we're there together, we're there together. When I say yes to something, I'm 100% yes. When I say no, I'm 100% no. A conviction of awareness, a conviction of the heart. So just by him working with me and, and trusting me and taking that leap of faith has transformed my life both as an artist and as a man. He also, as I've mentioned, gave me the name Krishna at the end of our recording and Radha got her name Radha. And that brought us together in our relationship in a way that was unexpected, not asked for, and has been profound for us uh, as a couple. Like what that represents and what that means and what it's being, what it's asking of us. And that's the same thing he did for me when he gave me a spiritual name that I've adopted as my day-to-day name because it asked me to be something larger. And every time someone says it, it's a reminder that I can be anything I choose to be now. There is no baggage Matter of fact, I had a lot of baggage, as we all do, with the identity that we carry around, the somebody that we are, as he would say. And we become nobody as a kind of goal of saying, like, you can look right through me, it's just soul. And that's how you can be fully present. And by saying, your name is Krishna, and me saying two or three times, I don't understand, or you're wrong, or are you sure, (laughs) or it's like, just that... And he keeps repeating it, Krishna, Krishna. And me not even understanding anything about that in that moment. And as I've been embodying it and personifying and holding that as an identity, um, the gift that it's given me of saying, why don't you try stepping into something larger than you? Or why don't you allow yourself to love yourself more? Um, I thank you for that, Ramdas. One word, you know, one word, and he helped me transform like that. And that's something that is true mastery uh, when a spiritual teacher can see right through you and give you one word like that, and it can transform your life. And uh, last night when we got the news, I was, we were, we were at a friend's house sort of having a holiday, just you know, six of us just sort of, you know, hanging out, talking, having some food. And I saw my phone was sort of blown up and all sorts of people that I care about deeply were calling or texting or emailing. And I quickly got the gist of what was happening. And I was shocked. I mean, even though we just saw him in Maui and he was, he was very frail when we saw him, I was still very, very shocked. I told Rada, and it just sort of like floods of tears were just coming out. So we had, we eventually had to leave, and we came home, and it was just more tears. And again, these conflicted feelings, but tears wanting to come out. 
And uh, late at night, I put on the record, the Ram Dass record, and we listened to it from start to finish, which I haven't done at, probably since it came out. Um, and we just listened in the darkness, lit a candle for him. And the Maharaji painting that is on the back of the vinyl, uh, we have the original in the bedroom. And I'm, I, I look at it every night and every morning because I see it, you know, at the end wall. And it's just amazing practice looking at that painting because it kind of shows me what I, it's like a Rorschach test meets a Zoltan soothsayer. <laughs> and the candle was under it with a picture uh, of Ram Dass and the Maharaji mala beads that we got at the retreat that has his uh, blanket cloth. And just looking at, at that painting of Maharaji, it's sort of like the same fierce grace coming out of his eyes that I would see before that I see now. And there's a consistency in it. There's an invitation in that of, yes, it just is. It still is love. It was love. It will be love. It is love. And a feeling of us with our, you know, the millions of people right now, the attention going to Ramdas and people thinking about it and, and listening to the music and reading his books. All this moment, I can almost feel the pregnancy of it growing in that moment. And Ramdas, you know, was, we're sort of, uh, by lighting candles, like guiding his crossing uh, across these bardos, across into soul land, as he puts it. And him back at us is sort of, I could envision him with his hands out, just beaming love down to the planet saying, thank you. And it's okay. And we're all here. I have nowhere to go. My body is gone, but I have nowhere to go. Where would I go? There's no out. So we listened to the record, which was powerful for me in itself because I kind of felt like I was listening to it along with a lot of other people in that moment. I was listening to his words with slightly fresh ears. And it was like he was speaking to all of us as I normally heard the record. And then he was also speaking about himself and his, his future, his death. Almost, you know, what he knew, we all knew, but he maybe he knew, really knew what was coming. And it, it took on another meaning for me. I mean, what a year he had in 2019. 2019. I mean, there's a film that came out about him, this album, books. Uh, every, he's just, he says, it, he's, it's like he died and exploded into uh, a supernova. There's a supernova of love going on today, this massive reverberation of Ramdas exploding across the planet. I, it's overwhelming. And that's why, again, I, the feelings that I feel, I feel the overwhelming love. I've had so many people, like friends of mine, reach out that are, you know, I love them dearly, but like we don't talk much. But this was an opportunity for them to just call. Who We don't call anymore. And they just call. We, we talk on the phone and they, they share their sense of caring. And I speak to them and I ask how they're doing. They ask how I'm doing. We connect for a bit. I'm like, Fuck, why does it take anything to, for us to, to do this? It, because it's so beautiful to give like that to one another. His death has brought so many people together into a shared community, a shared humanity of soul. And 
And so that's what I felt was the most appropriate thing. That's what felt easy and right to do today was to be connecting with people on the phone, on email, on text, whatever it needed to be. Uh, And that's why I'm ending my day right now by talking to you. Because you're the community too. We are the Sangha. We are the Sangha of love. And I wanted to share with you how I feel. I know this feels like a one-way conversation, but I imagine you're here. Just as I feel Ram Das here. Just as I've always felt Maharaji here. In the same way Ram Das is moving into that plane. The space of timelessness and being at many places at once. I love you, Ram Das. I am so grateful for everything you gave me in this last year and a half. I don't even know where to start. It's so beyond me, but I am boundlessly full of gratitude. It's been the deepest honor of my life to support your work and do a very small part to help amplify it. I couldn't think of a better use of my time and life energy. The honor is all mine and I'll continue to do it. And where we go from here remains to be seen, but I know it will blossom and unfold naturally. You know, where do we go? (laughs) One of our great teachers has left his body. And I think now is that liminal space. Of course, it's at the solstice, of course, where we can just be in it and grieve and celebrate and love and listen and listen to what wants to come next and listen to who we are and where we are and what is whispering from our hearts and from within. And it gives us uh, the courage to take that next step. And I'm seeing so many beautiful steps happening already. So I've been waxing poetic long enough. Thank you for indulging me. Um, I'm going to dig up this recording from the Ramdas retreat in the winter of 2019 here where I, when I played on the Saturday afternoon. It was a, a sunny afternoon. It was really warm. Uh, the room wasn't that full right when I started, but as I started playing, people were coming in. And by the time I was getting into it, certainly through the end, I remember it was really nice and full and people were lying down. I had people lying down on stage, inviting them up. Really hoping people could drop in. So maybe I give that invitation to you two to drop into this this experience and see where it takes you. Pick an intention. Take the, the time to, to just write it out and listen to these words of Ram Dass one more time or again and again and again. Um, yeah. I, I didn't even tell you. I mean, I, on the 27th of this Friday, we have the final release happening as we had planned, which is the all of the reworks, all of the remixes from the Ramdas project are coming out in one album. And there's going to be a, a new one too. So Nick Mulvey came out last week, which I freaking love that one. And the album leaf, we've been blessed enough that the album leaf did a rework as well. So there'll be eight tracks on the reworks EP, which comes out December 27th, 2019. And that was always supposed to be the end. 
the end of this particular project. And I never dreamed it would be encapsulating so many other endings. But everything on this planet that is born dies, and that is the natural law. And it is not ugly or perverse. It's beautiful. It's the engine of life. It's the engine of incarnation. And it gives space for more things to be born. But life is ever-present. Energy is never diminished. It simply changes places and forms. I love you all. Enjoy this recording. Happy Solstice. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. See you soon. So let's take a moment to close our eyes. If you wish, put a hand on your heart and a hand on your stomach. Just take a few breaths. And let's just arrive. Watching everything calm down, watching the space open. Us creating stillness and silence so that spirit can speak. To move into the first song, I would like to get your voices. I'd like us to do a couple ohms, and I'm going to record it. So take a breath in. journey and we're going to dive into this space and watch what it can cultivate in you and your heart. Yeah. 
have to get out of our minds. thinking minds. I'll tell you how I do it. By using a mantra or phrase. I am loving awareness.
loving awareness is a name for a soul which you really are. Leads you to love everything you are aware of. was a guy, he was a surfer from, from California, long hair, all dressed in Indian clothes, beard, 
beads. I figured that's the person I would go to India with. He said that he was going to take a walking trip in India. What the hell? <laughs> Oh, man. 
with a blanket or a This is a cult. I won't go any farther. So the old man pointed at me. about your mother last night. Identified with my 
Death is a, a ceremony. which one takes off one pair of clothes and adopts a new one.
as we move into the last chapter of this experience. For the last song, you'll hear first my own voice, not to confuse you with Ramdas, and then you'll hear Ramdas ready to end. And it's a way again to check in about how this music can be used as a tool to take us somewhere inside to help us reveal things that are already there. And take this moment to see what's there for you. The transmission, the gift. Gratitude.
Raji in my second visit to India. Took me aside and said to me, Ramdas, love everybody. And I said, I can't. each other. 